Are you concerned about the air that you're breathing, especially with increasing air pollution? We all know how vital indoor air quality is, and here's where Puro Air steps in to make the difference. Did you know that indoor air can be up to 100 times, 100 times dirtier than the air outside? That's where Puro Air comes to the rescue. In just 30 minutes, this revolutionary device can transform the air in your room by removing allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases. But what sets Puro Air apart is its cutting-edge HEPA-14 filter, a powerhouse that tackles pollutants at a microscopic level. And it's not just me saying that, Puro Air is backed by scientists from both Harvard and MIT. I personally loved having a Puro Air purifier. I feel like I can breathe again, especially after battling congestion for like the last month. Winter can be tough, but within an hour, it was crazy. I could feel my sinuses beginning to open up. I slept through the night without coughing, and I've been sleeping so much better now that we have a Puro Air running in our bedroom. So check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. What are we so scared of? Are you scared that your neighbor's going to come over and wonder why you don't have the best toy or if you're not dressed a certain way? I think we're missing the mark. If it's something that really bothers us, we have to go deeper and figure out why. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. It's hard enough being a mom and the last thing you need is stress from too much stuff and an overcrowded schedule. For too long, I lived with the mindset that bigger was better and the more I added to my life, instead of feeling better, I felt overwhelmed. It was time for a radical new mindset. Less is more. I'm not into extremes. I didn't throw everything away. My brand of minimalism is more about adding than subtracting. Get rid of the excess to make room for what you love. In other words, it's about living life with purpose. I hope you'll listen in as my guests and myself can inspire you to think more and do with less. Joining me for her second appearance on the show is professional organizer Tracy Showalter. As a compassionate guide, Tracy takes it upon herself to lead her clients towards a brighter, more intentional life. Tracy challenges the prevalent notion of never enough in American culture, encouraging her clients to appreciate the sufficiency of their homes and their lives. Today, we explore how a minimalist, intentional lifestyle can help confront insecurities and unlock new possibilities when we embrace the power of saying no. It's time for you to let go of societal pressures and start living with self-assurance. What's holding you back? But as always, before we get there, I want to share a minimalist resource with you. This is a book called Unlearn 101 Simple Truths for a Better Life by Humble the Poet. Just reading the epigraph in the beginning, it states, To attain knowledge, add things every day. To attain wisdom, remove things every day. This obviously speaks to me. 
The layout is great. It really is just 101 simple, straightforward essays, including The Gift of Fear, When Less is More, Don't Sabotage Yourself, Don't Trust Everything You Feel, Money is a Funny Thing, You Can't Protect Your Bubble, How Rarely They Think of Us, and so many more. I really enjoy reading through books like this, just books of small reminders. I don't have to read through the entire thing in one day. It feels easily accessible to me. I'm still continuing to make my way through it, so I don't stand by everything this person says, but some of what I've read so far has been really excellent, and I thought I'd share it with you. And then one last thing before we get into the conversation with Tracy. I wanted this episode to feel like a conversation between two friends who are both pursuing an intentional life, which is actually what we are and what we're doing. So I consider this to be a special episode because we actually are friends and there's an ease in which we're able to discuss these things and be authentic and honest with each other. Not to say that you can't have that with people that you don't know, but there's an understanding of one another that I think lends to how we hit our stride in conversation. And I will say it's funny, I am looking back over that introductory paragraph that I had written down. And it doesn't fully encompass everything that we discussed. Obviously, it's just a paragraph summary. But I will hype up this episode and say that it's one of my favorite that I've ever done. There are some ideas and thoughts that I've had that I've never fully hashed out with anyone, but ended up coming out in this episode. So I'll leave this to be a second introduction, so to speak. And now I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation with my friend, professional organizer, owner of the Lighthouse Co., fellow Columbus resident, Tracy Showalter. You and I, after the last time we recorded, it was somewhat a debacle there at the end because I had to go pick up Martin unexpectedly. And so we didn't get to really wrap up our conversation and we knew we wanted to talk again to one another. You have so much to share, but who am I talking to? For those who haven't listened, I'm kind of just jumping right into it, but go ahead and introduce yourself. I love it. I'm going to reintroduce myself. Okay. My name is Tracy Showalter. I started a company called The Lighthouse Co. about three years ago in Columbus, Ohio, and I was fortunate enough to meet this beautiful lady, Diane. So my company is a home wellness firm, and we focus mainly on decluttering and organizing and how it has morphed into um, actually just like wellness throughout the whole house, meaning feeling really confident and in control inside of these four walls. There's plenty of things we cannot control, but we can control a lot inside of the house. And so focusing on that, and it has stemmed outside into boundaries and intentional living. And it's an interesting perspective because, you know, you and I are sitting here, you practice minimalism and I practice it, but then I help other people do it. So I get to see this voyeuristic, um, this view inside of other people's homes. And I've learned so much. I've been able to teach them so much, but I think it just, um, you know, provides a different layer into our conversations too, because you do it and practice it. And like I said, I get to see and help. And then talk about what I'm seeing because it's so normal inside of these everyday homes. You know, I'm looking at my neighbor's house right now. You don't know how your neighbor's living. You get to see what they present to you. And I actually have the um, added layer of going inside. Yes, you do go inside. And I remember when we recorded last time, there was this beautiful house that you had been posting about. 
but it was in the basement that they were able to contain the clutter. It was just a chaotic mess down there. And so you're right. We present this to the world when maybe behind the scenes, we don't know how to organize. We don't know how to get it in control. And I will say, you're right. I don't get the opportunity to go into people's homes. I, the only time I do is if I'm taking photos for someone, like a newborn session. And that's kind of not an accurate representation after someone just has a baby. But you kind of get a, an idea into people's lives. I don't know if that makes me sound judgmental. But that's the really only insight. That said, I do practice it. I do think I have a tendency towards wanting to control. So in some ways, it feels easier maybe for me than someone that is... I don't know what the word is, fill in the blank. You can relate to this because you also have a tendency to control. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and I, I think my control issues, it obviously stems from, you know, the way that I was raised, military father, et cetera. But I also noticed, you know, I had one child two years later to the day I had number two two years later to the day I had number three. So I felt like I had to dive so much deeper into controlling everything. And that taught me a lot because I used to be an overthinker. And I think overthinking almost sets us up for failure because you feel like you can control everything and call me crazy. But you and I were friends on a personal level. You're an overthinker, total over. And so now I joke with my husband, I'm an underthinker because I just, I'll deliberate a little bit, but then like there's, I need action. And so, but again, it stemmed out of this, you're feeling so out of control that for me, I spun into how do I control the situation and how can I control like my controllables? Um, It's not always what society thinks it will look like. You know, I think society wants us to check a lot of boxes. I really don't check a lot of them but I had to dive into my own house and check those. And then I started this company to really help mostly women, busy families, but mostly women, which I never expected that, um, to really be able to control what they can inside of their house and empower them to say, hey, when you come home, you don't have to feel like garbage. You don't always have feel like you're behind. You can put some of these things first and, you know, set boundaries outside of the house and control this beautiful little abode that you've created. Absolutely. And something that kept coming back to your mind was you talked a lot about what society expects of us, the influence of social media. And then just the other day, you told me you were mowing your lawn and you had another thought about minimal thoughts, decluttering our schedule. So to kind of put these into one basket, and then again, we can venture off in the future, but let's talk about how when we get control of our homes, we are able to then shift our thoughts into a more intentional life that we're creating. And we can think about, okay, the social media comparison, and we have the space in our mind to think through some of these things. I want to talk about minimal thoughts, right? So minimalism itself, you and I, the Mm -hmm. emphasis for my company started from a place of minimal stuff and how it has morphed into, again, minimal thoughts, maximal boundaries. 
and minimizing things like social media, societal norms, etc. So there are so many things that we perceive to be expected of us. We're like, oh, well, we are expected to work out, have groceries, look great, have the most trendy outfit, keep our house decorated like Joanna Gaines, have our kids signed up in all the best things, eat healthy, have the perfect marriage. I think we are inundated also on social media with that. The idea of all of these like maximal thoughts, it is so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. We have this culture of overthinking and over anxiety, over medicated, et cetera, because the overthinking is like, well, I can achieve all of that. We can't. First of all, let's prioritize what we even want to focus on at different times. You can't juggle all the balls. For me right now, having kids that are eight, six, and four, parenting is a thing, but like my marriage fell off for so long. And so like right now, Mark and I, and we're doing so much for like a marriage aspect, but I'm not doing like the gentle parenting and all the... Because those are the things that I felt like, and I even had to tell my clients, if something is pushing you in social media and making you feel almost bad about yourself, your choices, your decisions, the easiest thing you can do is eliminate that from your life. Whether it's a social media, Mm -hmm. whether it's a toxic relationship with a person, Mm -hmm. a friend, a neighbor, a mother-in-law, a sister-in-law, anything. Coming back and realizing how much power we have ourselves to create this intentional life. Like it's intentional who we choose to spend it with and our boundaries should be intentional. We need to understand our reasons why we wanted to live a certain way if these things bother us. We have to stay in tune with ourselves. Absolutely. And I think that one of the reasons that you and I became quick friends is we are in a sense somewhat of a yin and yang, but I also really respect you as a person because I do feel like you follow through with all these things that you say you believe. You enact those in your life. I think for me, you met me at a time, you're right, I'm an overthinker. I am taking in too many thoughts. I'm taking in too much information. If you have a desire to learn, you have a stack of nonfiction books that you're just taking in this information, but then what are you doing with it? You can only take in so much and then apply it. And so it's even things like that, where it's like, we need to minimize our thoughts and the information we're taking in. And like you said, it could be a negative relationship in our life that we need to step away from because they're too critical or maybe they don't make us our best selves. So I've appreciated your influence in my life to whenever we get together, just to say, why are you overthinking this? You can make this so much simpler. What do you need to declutter from your brain. Yeah. Because sometimes the hardest place to be is up here. Yeah. But the other thing, when we talk about decluttering our thoughts, again, this is something that I think the easiest way you can navigate being an overthinker is to really set a strict timeline of action. Because again, Mm -hmm. you can deliberate all you want, but I need a timeline of action. The simplest example of overthinking, right? Mark and I were like, okay, where are we going to go to dinner? Well, the overthinker in all of us is like, well, we could go to 3rd and Hollywood or Z Cucina or Filio and Vino Vino. They're right next to each other. They're kind of similar. We could go to the avenue. Your timeline is, okay, well, we need to eat dinner. That's a simple example. There's so many other things you could overthink, a new lifestyle choice or something with your children, but really deliberate for a little bit and set a strict timeline of action and then just go for it. Limiting choices is the secret sauce, whether it comes to organizing your house, organizing your thoughts, decluttering anything. Because you've Mm -hmm. seen my house and people say, well, does anybody live here? How do you keep your house so clean? I keep my house so clean because I have limited options. 
it all ties in. And that's also what you and I are talking about. Minimize thoughts, stuff, overall overarching minimalism. And it doesn't just have to deal with kids' toys and junk in Mm -hmm. your So every time I interview someone, I'm overthinking. (laughs) I'm overthinking while I'm interviewing. But I'm always trying to think of the perspective from a listener that's cynical or negative or just wants to know more. But I'm trying to think from all of my listeners' perspectives, which I can't do. I'm overthinking that in general. However, I feel like someone is listening right now and they hear you talking about your home. Does someone even live here? And they're like, oh, how does she have this home? And she has three kids that live here. What is she doing to their childhood? Or they they are going without. But I will also be your advocate or give a testimony for you to say your children have a rich childhood because it's not about the things. It's about the experiences. They're involved in sports. They're constantly with their friends. Maybe you don't have all of the things, but you are giving them those experiences, which are so much better. Yeah. But again, society says, get them the latest toy. They need to be dressed like this. They should be doing mm-hmm. the shoulds. Gotta go. There are a lot of naysayers. I mean, I have had clients say to my face, my employee can attest to this, they're like, your kid's childhood is the worst. You're not giving them a childhood. Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to you. Like if somebody's listening right now and they have, you know, they don't have any issues with anything. Okay, cool. Then don't mm-hmm. act. But if someone's listening right now and they really feel like, wow, these two women are speaking to me, I would say you have to really feel strongly and go back into your own self. Like I have a strong desire, me, Tracy, I have a strong Mm -hmm. desire to do this for my family because it's an Mm -hmm. easier way of life. And to your point, they can still live this rich life. That's not Mm -hmm. so focused on this consumerism and stuff, because as we know, the more stuff we have in our children and our family, the less we actually appreciate it all. Mm -hmm. I want to appreciate my life. I don't want to appreciate things in my life. You know, Mm -hmm. I appreciate people that I choose to be in my life. Not going to events with people who suck the life out of me. And I think Mm -hmm. that comes down to boundaries within your house and your life. And again, there's Mm -hmm. so much crossover. We could talk for hours and hours and hours about this. Well, I like to look to the past and just consider the way that people used to live and how many choices we now have and how many options. And then it's like, oh, I see my neighbor's options. I see the person across the country's options. I need all of this, or maybe I should have this or attain this. And if you look to the past, they had such fewer choices, less decision fatigue. I mean, it complicates everything. It complicates parenting. It complicates our marriage. We have an abundance of information. It's too much. Okay. Mm -hmm. Even for me, I don't claim to be like an overthinker bombarded with information. And again, Mm -hmm. point with your neighbors or whatever. I mean, it doesn't even need to be your neighbor that you see every day. You see a social media post and you see thousands of them and you're like, well, I should be living this way. Look at the way you don't know if they're in debt, if they're cheating Mm -hmm. on you don't know anything, but the natural reaction is just to be like, like, I'm not enough. There's so much of this. I'm not enough. I'm not Mm -hmm. enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not giving enough. When it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Yes, you are. You are enough. The American culture is like bigger, better, always seeking the next thing. Can we just stop? (laughs) Here's what I want to know. And I have said this to plenty of clients. Like, what are you so scared of? What Mm -hmm. are you so scared of? If you said no. Well, people are afraid of what if I need that? What if I don't have it? It's the what ifs. And that happens to me often with fill in the blank. Again, it could be knowledge. What if I don't read about that and know about that and have that talking point when I see this person because I'm not up to date on that. And so again, I'm speaking from a place where I struggle with this. And that's why I wanted to have you on because I think you're so good at living this out. You were 
saying people might look at you and say like, you're not giving your children, you're giving them a boring childhood or you're taking something from them. But I think we would not necessarily say that to people living in different places around the world that don't have the things. We wouldn't ever say that to someone because that's not what it's about. That's not what parenting is about. We just conflated that the things will bring us closer in relationship to our children. And I personally feel like we're getting it wrong. The emphasis mm-hmm. on the stuff when the emphasis should just be on this natural relationship and living your life it has nothing to mm-hmm. do with and screen yeah. toys and the next best thing being present. And as soon as we're done with this, like I do like a run and then my kids will bike and explore and adventure. And guess what? They don't have a bunch of toys. We're doing it wrong. But again, what are we so scared of? Are you scared that your neighbor's going to come over and wonder why you don't have the best toy or if you're not dressed a certain way? I think we're missing the mark. If it's something that really bothers us, we have to go deeper and figure out why. We have to. Yeah. And also, this is a point to be made. We could have a house full of things, but it is going to be chaotic. But if we have a house with intentional possessions that may be high quality, have you ever heard of people do too many things? Like a restaurant does too many things. It's not going to maybe taste as good as if they just did one thing really well. The best restaurants are the restaurants that choose one lane and they stay in that lane and they do that thing really well. So in your home, do the thing really well. If that's a sparse space, do it really well. And you don't have to have all the things that your bougiest neighbor has. You can just do it really well and it'll feel good too. It'll feel good to exist in that space every day. The feeling is the best part. You know, when I say we're missing the mark or we're doing it wrong, because I feel like society puts this pressure on to, you have to look a certain way, house Mm -hmm. Look a certain way. People who can't see me right now, I mean, I am like greasy bun, no makeup, sweaty, about to go to a workout. I mean, this is just how I look constantly. Yeah. I'm not so worried about, and I think it takes a lot of time to worry about what you look like in the right makeup. And I just feel like if you feel good, it doesn't matter. If you mm-hmm. feel good, if your house feels good, other things don't carry such a weight. It's just like that whole living lighter, which is my whole brand with Lighthouse, living lighter and putting so much emphasis on the way that things look. We have gotten so far away from our true selves and how we feel and how the house feels and how our relationships feel. The real important things. And I think you could honestly minimize those thoughts of your appearance if you just locked it in and said, this is my Monday through Friday look. It's going to be lighter makeup. I'm not going to go all out. Or maybe that is when you do more makeup. And then on the weekends, you're like, okay, no, it's the weekends. I'm not going to do this. But making those decisions beforehand, it just helps cut down in the moment when you're like, what decision do I make? Oh, I've already made that decision. I know what my wardrobe is because I've curated it to love everything that I own. I'm not going to have to waste energy and effort getting myself to a place that I like when I leave my home because I already know everything looks great on me because I've intentionally designed my space that way, my closet that way. And then you don't have to spend 20 minutes hemming and hawing in your closet thinking, what am I even going to wear? And then the Mm -hmm. other side of that is this need to defend like you don't have to defend everything. Who cares mm-hmm. the way you look? You know, like I want to spend time with Diane Bowden. I don't care what she looks like. We have similar values. I love her as a woman. So if I'm entering into a relationship where I have to defend the way, oh, sorry, I didn't do my hair today. Or again, I see this a lot in my clients and they tell me a lot of things. And I just think you don't have to defend who you are as a person. We are middle-aged women. We don't need to defend it or explain it away. Just it is what it is. 
and you've said that to me. I've shown up places and you're like, stop, stop. Don't give me the yes. Here, my outfit isn't this. And I'm like, you're fine. We have showed up at a nice wine shop, you guys. And I've been in jammies and Diane looks all done up and she's still explaining herself away. And I'm like, I feel great. (laughs) (laughs) No more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights. With Armoire, you get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say, as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special, and Armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try Armoire today. You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite Armoire looks looks that you can grab too. So right now my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style/slash minimalist. That is armoire.style A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalist to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on home threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit homethreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home threads, love where you live. If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as Lime Margarita and Grapefruit Paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash minimalist. Every can of Recess boasts a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients and a calorie count of 25 or less. It's a guilt-free option for winding down during dry January. Again, whether it's the end of a demanding day, a dinner gathering, or simply a moment to unwind, these mocktails are the perfect choice. You won't miss the alcohol, and you certainly won't miss dealing with a hangover. Get 15% off Recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. There is freedom. I will say when I struggled with body image a lot more than I do now, I realized why do I like my friends? Why do I like fill in the blank? Is it because of the way she looks or the way that she makes me feel when I'm with her? 
once you start recognizing that you put it in a file in your brain and then it's like, okay, that's locked in. I know why I like these people. It's not for their appearances. It's not from what they offer me. It is who they are. It's like, okay, I don't really ever have to think about that again. Sometimes we might get caught up, but I think for the most part, we can lock in some of these decisions that we're constantly over processing. You say like, this is true. This is what I know for sure. Done. I don't need to think about that anymore. I don't have to keep ruminating or dwelling on this thought that we exhaust ourselves. It is exhausting. And I think the older that we get to, the more natural it becomes. You even just said like you used to have more body image issues. We've talked ad nauseum about that. And Mm -hmm. I'm approaching 40. You're a couple years behind me. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like every single year I'm like, yeah, this is it, locking it in. And just Mm -hmm. feeling really comfortable here in Mm -hmm. so many aspects. And again, what I'm seeing in client houses is they're not comfortable with themselves, their relationships, their houses. And that's when I step in to really Mm -hmm. bring them through to the other side, start living your life and start owning these decisions and being steadfast in your decisions with intention and boundaries. Absolutely. And again, going back to everything that you do, helping people organize their homes, there's often a correlation between the stuff and the way our brain is functioning. Not always, but sometimes the outward chaos is a representation of our inward chaos. And so I think that's what we wanted to touch on today is let's get rid of this stuff so we can focus on decluttering this. And I'm pointing to my brain and my head because this is actually what is taking me through my day to day. I can't have this to be a mess and my home too. Let's get that under control so we can address all of this. Yeah. And I think it's easier to control our houses than mm-hmm. it is to control our thoughts. So if we can get oh, yeah. focusing on one thing at a time and one area inside of our house, okay, that is only going to help us achieve all the stuff up here. So I mean, I've been doing this for three years professionally. I have been in hundreds of houses, okay? And I am telling you right now, every single one I can say without a doubt is struggling with anxiety, depression, pure chaos, relationship Mm -hmm. issues. It all overlaps. There is no way that you can have a super chaotic house and space and being overrun by stuff and be living a really peaceful, intentional life. The two do not coexist. And so Mm -hmm. somebody out there want to like normalize that. So you're not feeling like if somebody is listening with a chaotic environment and wondering so badly why they can't quiet their mind, this is why. Mm -hmm. And them to hear that and to know this is why, and this is a simple solution in the sense of we can identify it. It's not simple to actually execute on, but at least you have a starting point. Yes. And I do want to also say kind of as we wrap this conversation up with the cluttering, especially when you have little kids, I'm not ever going to necessarily arrive. I'm going to have to keep addressing the clutter that might come in because I have multiple people living in my home. It's not just Diane who lives here. Maybe it would be just like I can get it all done if it's just me. But because there are other people that have their own autonomy saying yes to things, it's going to be a constant conversation. All that to say, I think it's the same with our mind. I don't want people to hear this conversation and be like, okay, well, I did declutter my house and now I have to declutter my brain. Oh my gosh, I can't do that. I'm not going to be able to do that in the next year or two. And to me, I'm like, no, that's a lifelong process of going through all the different files, especially as we are approaching older ages. We carry a lot. We carry a lot of emotions and memories and experiences that we're going to have to go through and the way that we're wired and breaking those things down. But I always say to people, like, time's going to pass anyway. So why would you not want to act now? Why would you wait to start dealing with these things and decluttering your mind than if you just went and 
and lived in the chaos. I think there's a level of avoidance. People are like, oh, just, I don't want to confront that side of myself. So I'm just going to avoid mm-hmm. it. Avoiding is actually just procrastinating and putting it off. This is an intentional thing. This is something we have to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. I mean, as clean as our houses may be, we are still purging and decluttering and, you know, going to therapy and working on our brains and working on our houses because internally there's a desire to have this intentional, peaceful, simple space. So again, I think it starts with like our own desire and many people listening to this clearly, they're listening to the Minimal Moms podcast. So they have a desire there. Yeah. Just knowing that it's not a one and done. Well, Tracy, as we wrap things up here, do you have any other final word of encouragement you want to leave with the listeners? Yeah, I was reading a quote the other day and it said the right thing and the easy thing are never the same. And so I think we need to really figure out the right thing for us, our families, our mm-hmm. marriage, our houses, and go with it. Because the right thing is the right. And the easy thing, it might make you popular, but it might not be the right move for you. So I think just really diving deep inside of ourselves, quieting some of those external thoughts to help us achieve the desire that we are talking about on this episode. Well, where can listeners connect with you online if they want to do so? Okay, I'm on Instagram at the underscore lighthouse co. Yeah, just the lighthouse co. Okay, well, as you wrap up this conversation, last time we got cut off here. So I'm going to let you tell me the two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is, what has been a beneficial resource in your life that you want to share with the listeners? I love Dave Ramsey and his daughter, Rachel Cruz. For so many reasons. First of all, they just are black and white. And I love that they can provide you with such intense advice financially. They're so great about it. And when we're talking about like minimizing our houses, etc. And what our neighbor's house looks like, and we feel the need to do all this crazy stuff, we don't know their financial situation. I just love the resource so much because it really brings you back and reminds you like not to keep up with the Joneses because the Joneses are probably broke. Mm-hmm. But that has been a really like realistic, helpful resource for me. Yeah, absolutely. I remember there was someone that we knew and they had this amazing house in a nice neighborhood. We were looking at each other like they're pretty much our age and we know what they do for a living. How are they affording this? And then we found out that their dad had gifted that house to them. This happens all the time. We're like, do they have family money? Do they? All the time. And I think that's yeah. one of the cool things that you and I talk about a lot. Like Mark and I have zero from any. Mm-hmm. Doing it ourselves. So I'm like really proud of what we do have. And I don't mm-hmm. feel we're less than. I'm like, dude, we're doing it. Yeah. And it just helps you to hone your focus and stay in your lane. It's like, okay, that makes more sense. With what we're doing and what we're curating, this makes sense for what we have right now. And we have done this on our own and this feels good. And let's go. Let's keep going. It just feels really good to have those accomplishments under your wing. Again, I'm not poo pooing anyone that's gifted at home. That's awesome. It helps you get a step ahead, sure. But I think that what your point is with Dave Ramsey and Rachel Cruz, they do help you stay in your lane. They help you check yourself with what it is for your life and your life alone. I'm like, okay, if you, if somebody's gifting you this like million dollar house, then do you have to like live up to the million dollar lifestyle? Like, what if you can't? <laughs> I know. Uncle, Uncle Lloyd like gifted me a million dollar house. And now I have to like drive the million dollar cars. I can't drive my Honda. Then it just gets all, it's like, oh my God, just stop. Just stop. If someone gives me a million dollar home, it's going to be one room that's furnished. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to afford to furnish the whole house. million dollar home, I'm going to sell it and I'm going to keep my house. <laughs> and I'm going to pay my house off and I'm going to still drive my beater suburban. That's basically <laughs> a crumb restaurant on wheels. Again, I just see, I feel like I need to bring you into these houses because it is 
bananas. We should vlog one day. Someone needs to allow us to vlog in their house and give actual reactions, representations of the experience. The things that I see, the things that I hear. All right. Well, my last question is, what is something you can't stop talking about and you can't say decluttering? All I talk to my kids about is it doesn't matter how you look or what your house, like they'll be like, we want a different house. So I've been really working on how it really matters what's inside of you, how we can control our thoughts. And like every night at bedtime, we have these discussions surrounding that conversation. Mm-hmm. My kids, they've had one birthday party and they'll say stuff like, well, we want to, because everybody else has a birthday party. I can't stop talking about the relationship that they have with themselves inside and how their own beauty comes from in here. Mm-hmm. And then they come back to me and they're like, but it's gross in there because we read body books. And they're like, but my heart is gross. <laughs> it's like bloody. And whatever. I'm like, no, I'm not talking about looks. It starts from in here. And then mm-hmm. that manifests to the relationships that you build with yourself and with other people. And it doesn't matter what you look like. No, I think that's a great word for adults as well. It's just a good reminder when we, again, bow tying this episode of staying in our lane. Let's focus on what we can't control. And once we control those things, let's go deeper and let's go. Because if we can control the controllable like inside of our house, then it's mm-hmm. the only way that it'll be easier to control the rest of What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com, where you can find the entire podcast archive, as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less.